What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to episode number 145 of the WNO podcast, home to all discussions of the Who's Number One event. We got a lot of big stuff coming, a lot of big announcements about the event coming this month. But first off, we got a crazy event. I think the best one yet coming this month. Joining me as always, Corey Stockton shaved off his facial hair. Reed Connell never going to shave his facial hair. You got it. In the back, Connor. Connor Joshin lost his ID. He's taking a bus 18 hours to Tennessee to get a new one. But poor fella, thing, things just haven't been working out for him since he moved to Austin. But he's going to get it together one day. We got a we got a big event to talk about, guys. I mean, it's who's number one? Gordon Ryan versus Luis Ponza, right? But from top to bottom, even the prelims, this stuff is crazy. Here we go. They just keep getting bigger and bigger every single time we do these ones. We got a bigger main event, more guys on the card, bigger stars every single time, and this one's uh, no exception. Huge, huge main event. Gordon Ryan taking on, you know, what what I think is is definitely the, one of the biggest tests of his uh, who's number one career. Uh, so definitely huge, huge main event. We got Mikey back on the card. Always excited to have Mikey on there. Plenty of killers. Uh, I love this one, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is it too late to change it? Some of these uh, these prelims should not be prelims. We can uh, <laughs> we can we can raise some of them up. We're we're, uh, we're giving them away for free. But these are these are some awesome matches. I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, Mikey Galvao and Andrew Taggett for sure. All right, so I'm going to run down. We'll get to all these matches on this thing. I'm 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 going to run it down. So starting with the prelims, Luis Canones. I don't know how you say his last name exactly. From 10th Planet versus Damian Anderson from DDS. That's a, that's a featherweight match. Kick it off. Colabate coming back versus Bird, the younger Wiltsy from the uh, the Daisy Fresh crew. That's another prelim, crazy one. Andrew Tackett versus Mikael Gavao is a just insane matchup. Uh, the third prelim of the night. All these free on Facebook and uh, YouTube. And you get to the main card. DDS versus AOJ. Taza versus Jonathan Alves. Jessica Conn versus Patty Fontes, uh, the crazy woman's strawweight division that we've been mm-hmm, following all mm-hmm. year. Nicky Ryan fighting Gabriel Almeida was a last-minute addition. Wagner Hosha versus Hinger is just a great <laughs> matchup stylistically. Uh, Mikey Musumeci versus Lucas Pinedo. Mikey coming for that number one spot in the co-main. And then Gordon versus Panza in, in the main event. Let's let's talk about what, what's everybody's favorite match of the event. What are you thinking, Corey? Oof. Um, yeah, it's it's a, a crazy card from top to bottom. I, I really like uh, Hinger and Wagner. I think that that's, I mean, no way that's going to be a boring match, right? It's going to be a little violent, but definitely not boring. Um and one, th- one thing I like about this match, I think we talked about this a little bit last time, is that Wagner has a way of making most wrestlers not want to wrestle with him. I think Hing- Hinger is one of the very few guys that has the wrestling caliber to actually take a shot on him. Two so, veterans, man. Yeah, Two veterans. Sure. You know, the guys have been around the block, uh, never faced off against each other. Of course, Wagner kind of moving up and, and weight a little bit. That's a great one, man. Can't wait for that. What are you thinking, Reed? What is, what's the best match on this card in your opinion? Man, we got nine matches. All nine of them are sick. Uh, you know, super excited about all of them. Uh, it's hard to pick just one, but I will give a shout-out to Colabate versus uh, Bird Wiltsey there. Um, you know, of course, Andrew Wiltsey has been killing it on this stage. It's time for his, his brother to, to get that call up, get that step up uh, to this next level. Uh, a lot of question marks uh, uh, about Bird Wiltsey. You know, uh, obviously we've seen how good Andrew is. So, I, so is Bird as good as Andrew? Uh, a lot of questions there. And then, of course, we saw Cole at the last one, uh, or a few few who's number ones ago. I forget. Uh, he had 
incredible performance against Ned Johnson. Uh, so Cole's coming back. Uh, two young up-and-comers, uh, two guys who are who have you know I've never faced off before. So I, I'll give a shout out to that match. That that match has is, is got me really really pumped. There's only one Tenth Planet match on this card, so so we already know who Connor's picking. He's going with the first one with Louise versus uh, Dame. But, but really, that's Con- a good one. Yeah, Connor, Connor, what what what's your pick here? What's what's going to be the match of the night on this card? I want to see Mikey Musumeci face off with the number one ranked guy in his weight class. I yeah. think that was the big uh, that was the big concern last time we had Mikey on the show was that he had he was facing someone that maybe wasn't uh, ranked high enough for what they thought his pedigree deserved, and now we get to see it. You know, he's going to go for that number one spot per the name of the show. So I'm excited. What are they saying in the chat? Is your buddy O Steve in there today? O Steve is. He was actually happy to see me here because I uh, I uh, humor him. I we think. got some <laughs> we got some show regulars now. Yeah, huh? yeah. What's yeah. going on in there? What are they saying? Uh, honestly, people are wondering when Gordon's going to do a gi match. They're, they're, they're con- I think they're a little bit confused about where his head at. His I, head's at. I think the answer to that is never. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's going to do MMA before he does the gi. I have a feeling. Yeah. No. Uh, but uh, all right, my favorite match on this card. What do you got, Mike? What's the favorite one? I think it's just Andrew versus Mika Galvao, man. That go. match is going to be crazy. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Like, uh, obviously, we'll do our predictions next week. But Mika Galvao, everybody hypes him up. And Andrew Tech, it's no joke, man. Andrew Tech went against Yada Marco, a, a very accomplished IBJJF purple belt, and, and stomped him at, at who's never won that long ago. I think if this goes longer than 10 minutes, I could see Andrew taking this thing. But that's, that's sort of a question mark match. They're both young. They're both around the same size. Uh, Andrew Tech, we know he can go all day. It'll be a tough test for Mika Galvao coming out on who's number one. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's 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 kick it off at the top. Let's uh jump into all, all nine of these matches. Let's go, let's, let's go with all nine of them. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's start at the uh, the main event and work our way down. Okay, Gordon Ryan, Luis Ponza. It's an interesting one, right? It's like a lot of people were surprised by this because Ponza's sort of been off the radar for a minute, but he's a big dude. He's a Nogi World Champion, and most importantly, he's got the balls to go out there and do it. Right? Like a lot of these people, they just don't want to do the match, and. Uh, Panza, this is an interesting matchup. When I was out, I was out there filming with him last week in California, and uh, he was looking good, man. He was training hard. He's big. I mean, this is going to be an interesting one. What do you guys think about this match? Yeah, I, one thing, and I think I've hit this point a bunch of times, but it's I think something that, that we should take notice of is that every one of Panza's last thirteen wins, he's won by submission, mm. um, and and that's something that. It means something. It means that you know most guys that we see face Gordon don't really want to engage with Gordon. Now there are the outliers, right? There's there's guys like Roberto who are going to throw the kitchen sink at Gordon and see if anything sticks. But that's what we want in a Gordon match, right? We don't want to see guys run away from him. Um, and re- regardless of the outcome of this match, I think it's it's going to make for an exciting matchup, knowing that that Pons is a finisher. Yeah, I think a lot of people maybe didn't see this one coming, um, you know, but I think, you know, Michael can attest, the, the struggle out there to find Gordon Ryan opponents is very, very real. Uh, you know, that's something that we're struggling with every time. Yeah, but the fans at home just don't even know. You see these guys say stuff on Instagram and they say other stuff behind closed doors. It, it just makes me sick. I just want to start out in people one day, but I can't do that. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're working on it for sure, finding the, the best possible matches, the best possible tests for, for Gordon. And, uh, you know, like, Ponza is the guy. Ponza is the guy who, who stepped up. Ponza is the guy who said, I want this match. Ponza is the guy who said, I think I have something for Gordon. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for anybody who thinks they can test Gordon in, in, in any way, in any, in any um, spot. Like, this is, this is why Ponza has the shot, because he's out there campaigning for it. He's the one who, who came to us and said, I want this match. So uh, you got to respect Ponza for doing that. And, of course, he's, he's a big dude, a Nogi, cha- a Nogi World Champion. He's been the number two. Uh, uh, heavyweight in, in checkmat behind the world's best in uh, in uh, Marcus Bouchesha Almeida. He's been Bouchesha's main training partner for for virtually all of Bouchesha's um, thirteen world title runs. So he he knows what it takes to be the best. I think this is a perfect matchup for for, for Gordon. It's somebody he's never um, seen before. It's a guy who's going to test him physically in that way. And uh, I think there's a lot of question marks on this one. I, it's a very interesting matchup. I think it's just ego sort of too. Because it's like a lot of these guys, it's like, okay, what, why do you want now want to take the match with Gordon? Like, what's what's the worst? You're going to get the biggest payday you ever got. You're going to get more publicity than you ever got. So, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get tapped by Gordon? I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's just these guys' ego. They think they want don't want to go out there and lose to him. Because guess what? I got news for you. Everybody already knows. Everybody already thinks that you'll lose to Gordon Ryan. You're not hurting your status somehow by losing to Gordon Ryan. He's, he's the best probably to ever do it. So just take the match. But Panza, 
you know, perhaps to him, he's going out there going after the best guy in the world. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, you got to give give up to him. And uh, but but this is an exciting one. Like I said, he's he's a big dude. He's he's somebody that that Gordon, you know, it, it's he it, he brings things to the table that Gordon's never seen before. I think he has the he has leg locks. He has uh, the, the lower body submissions. You know, he's a great guard player. Um, you know, so I think that this. Definitely brings a lot of question marks to, to Gordon's game. How he's going to approach things? He's going to wrestle that that type of thing. When's the last time we saw Gordon up against somebody who was bigger than him? Was it ADCC or is there a timeout? Uh, I can't. I can't think maybe of anything. I think off he fought like Gabriel head. Gonzaga at one point. Let me right. pull up. That mm. that Connor, must have been right post I'll, ADCC. I'll pull it up. Yeah, yeah. Gordon Ryan. I mean, definitely. I mean, his last couple matches were. I mean. They were, the Wagner match wasn't as big of a size disparity as people made it out to be. It was like 15 pounds. Wagner yeah, was like 201. Yeah. But it's like Wagner still, he cuts to 185. Kyle I mean, Bame had to be close, I guess, right? Kyle Bame was just a few pounds off. I think Gordon was like three or four pounds heavier. Of course, Bouchesha was much bigger than him. Right. I mean, after, okay, all right. Well, he he fought Mateus, Roberto. That, that, that's an interesting fold, though. Too is is uh, obviously Bouchesha's last grappling match was against Gordon. Uh, didn't go Bouchesha's way, but it was a very close match. Uh, that's something that Checkmat wants back. I think. I think Checkmat had a close match with Gordon, and they see avenues to victory. Um, you know, Bouchesha wasn't able to uh, to get the submission or or, or get the win even. But um, that, that's something that I think Leo Panza Bouchesha like they're all working towards towards toppling the. Uh, you know, Gordon Ryan, anyway. In terms of size of his opponents, there's five randoms here that he fought at Ga- Grappling Industries I never heard of, but mm-hmm. I don't know about them. But uh, I would say 2019 versus Gabriel Gonzaga was probably at SUG, was probably the last time he right. fought somebody yeah, bigger. 2019, than. we're talking about, you know, a year and a half, two years since his last opponent who matches him size wise. And again, uh, Kyle Bame only a couple pounds off, and uh, really Wagner, Wagner not very far off, but it, it's nice to see him up against somebody who's. Heavier, not just at his weight. But but you got to go out there, Mike, right? Uh, you got to to meet up with Ponza. You got yeah. to check out Ponza training. And, I went and to check Matt in uh, Signal Hill, California. He's training hard, man. He's out there with El Monstro. He's taking Gabriel, this. Man. He's taking this serious. He knows, oh, yeah. he knows it's a big opportunity. He knows it's a big opportunity. He's, he's he's loving it. I mean, he's ready to go. I mean, Leo and him had nothing but good things to say about Gordon. They appreciate how Gordon's growing the sport. We'll have some really good content coming from them soon. Connor, what's going on in the YouTube comments? People are obviously uh, bringing up uh, the the question marks around Ponza's name, but I think Corey's point was perfect. Was you know, especially when we talk about Gordon Ryan, we're talking about the ADCC champ, and whenever you talk about ADCC, you're talking about the physicality that comes with it. These huge opponents, these larger than life physicalities that he's going to have to put up with, and uh, you know, Ponza's uh, Ponza's a perfect body for that. If we, if, if we take some, some common opponents, you could take, I don't know, just out, out of the blue here, Dylan Dennis as a, as a common opponent between Ponza and, and, uh, and Gordon Ryan. Uh, Ponza, Ponza kind of beat Dylan up and, really? and passed his guard. Uh, was this a gear or no gear? It was, match? isn't the gear. I got to check this match out. What it, year was it from? 2017, I believe, is, is 2017, 2018. Uh, so and Ponza kind of, kind of, I believe he beats him 10, 10 to 0, 11, 11 to 0. Um, I could be wrong about that. And then, of course, you know, Gordon had a very, very close match with Dylan 2017 ADCC. So, who knows? And the the uh, chat brought up the fact that Wagner did a decent uh, job of getting into uh, leg entanglements with Gordon. But this time around, you know, Ponza may be a more dangerous opponent within those leg entanglements for a finish. We can't forget something, too, that makes the everything harder for Gordon when he goes out there is that he's got this thing going where he picks the move he's going to do. <laughs> like, that's that just, I mean, you're going to have a tough time with a guy like Luis Ponza. You, you can only do one submission. Like, yeah, now that's sort of, like sort of his thing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he's got to keep it up. Like <laughs> Yeah, and if you write something down and then doesn't do it, then it's like, that's a bad look. You're kind of committing, you know? And when we're talking about leg entanglements, I don't know, maybe we'll do it, but I don't see Gordon throwing a heel hook on there just because it seems like, you know, he probably wants to get away from there. Everybody says, oh, oh DDS they just got these heel yeah, hooks. But it's like, no, they're good everywhere. I mean, we saw, what, what was this one last time, Kimura? Or, yeah. It was a uh, triangle. 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 Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. that's right, he went from a Kimura to a triangle at, mm-hmm, at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, would like he, I would like to see what the chat thinks about what submission what, they think Gordon's going to call. I know, like what's he, left, he right? Called, he called for Roberto. He called m- mounted, arm mounted arm lock or mm-hmm. something, right? He called mm-hmm. fr- from the mount, which is interesting. A lot of guys don't even really like the mount in uh, mm-hmm. in no gi. So, and then and then of course I mean, he didn't call it, but he did heel hook heel hook um, Mateus. He called the triangle against Hollett Gracie as well. Um, so there's any number of leg locks he could call. Call. I'm, I'm just assuming he's not going to go back to one he already did. He could, could go to a what a guillotine. He hasn't called a RNC. Yeah, he hasn't called a yeah. Kimura. Uh, Coyotera Footlock. I'm calling it here. That's, <laughs> that's how he's ending it. He hasn't called the Gogo Plata. Coyotera <laughs> um, Footlock would be a bold one because I know. 
Yeah, I mean, I right. could just stand his knees the entire match. Yeah, that guy has to stand up. Let's uh, let's get behind it. Let's let's have him call a twister on this one. Ooh, <laughs> Twi- yeah. call, call twister. Call cut. Yeah, yeah. So there's plenty of submissions for Gordon to kind of go down the line now. Figure four leg lock, sharpshooter, Terrence Plata. <laughs> yeah. Walls uh, of Jericho. Yeah, <laughs> the walls of Jericho. Uh, all right, so moving on. You know that one's going to be exciting. It's always fun, it's always fun when Gordon competes. But the co-main event here is also kind of crazy. Uh, we have the number one ranked guy in the weight class, Lucas Pinedo from from Atos. He's, he won, what, Nogi Pans. He's been winning a bunch of IBJJF stuff. I think he beat Joel Miao at Fight to Win. Uh, going against Mikey Musumeci, who's a guy who obviously a lot of people would feel is the real number one just because of how accomplished he is, but he's only got one Nogi match in the last few years. So, I mean, this is one that's really exciting. Uh, Mikey's match last time against Marcelo Cohen was a lot of people didn't think that it was a real challenge for Mikey. No disrespect to Marcelo. But, I mean, this is one that going into it, there's, there's no doubt that uh, Lucas is a real challenge for Mikey. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. He's He's got, I would say, maybe better wrestling than Mikey, right? He's got a great top game. Um, he's, he's a real submission hunter. Um Really curious to see again. I, I think we had some of these questions answered uh, between Mikey and Marcelo, but um, how does Mikey shape shape his game in this? Right? It, mm. it, I mean, is he gonna go right to guard? Is he gonna try and get top position? Um, because uh, Pinero is great on top and bottom, um, but clearly the game is different for both of these guys, Gi versus Nogi, right? Yeah, I think what's most exciting about Mikey coming into the Nogi realm is because we haven't seen him in, in here before. And I think it's just—I think we all can agree that that Mikey revolutionized, you know, the gi competition. I think, you know, with what he was doing it, it, with the barambolos and and especially for the, for the lower weights, you know, I think he really revolutionized what what competition looks like for those guys. And I expect him to, to do the same here in nogi. You know, nogi definitely. Some people even call nogi a different sport from the gi, right? It's very very different. And I'm so excited to see how Mikey is going to change the game here in Nogi. Like, he definitely has that um, capability. Let's let's talk about the difference between Mikey's mindset and Nogi from when you visited him a couple months ago to when I visited yeah, him last yeah. week. What, what, what was he like when you visited him in Las yeah. Vegas? Yeah, so, well, I went and visited him, I believe it was, what, uh, February or March or whatever. I went down to um, to Vegas to check him, to check out how he was training for the Marcelo match, how he was getting along and everything like that, and, and do some interviews. And we went down there, and basically he said to me that the, the one training session that I filmed while we were there in Vegas was the extent of his Nogi training camp. That basically he was focused on the Gi um, at that point. He was still making huge, huge improvements, leaps and bounds in his Gi game, and he didn't want to give up the Gi. So basically he only trained one time for his last um, Nogi match on who's number one. That, that was my experience. That's- Lots changed with Mr. Musumeci. He says since that Marcelo match, he has not trained in the Gi. He's training every day no Gi now. He only wants to compete in no Gi, he says. So who's number one lit a fire under Mikey? And I think it's sort of a thing just like when he did the absolute at Euros, he's like, all right, this is fun for me now. I'm not just beating the same guys in the same way over and over again. Mm-hmm, now he's mm-hmm. got something new to focus on. And when you're Mikey and your brain's moving like that that fast, it's like having, he can probably get bored of doing the same thing for yeah. a while. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, now I got new stuff to figure out and everything. And I'm really looking forward to see what Mike, I think he's going to change a lot of Nogi positions. Exactly. Yeah. One of the things I really stuck out to me in, in, in his interview back in the day was, uh, or back in February, was we were talking about him doing absolute divisions and him, him fighting guys who are 100 pounds. 200 pounds bigger than him like why are you doing these types of things you know why are you going out and, and, and changing and fighting in the nogi and stuff like that and he was saying that he he wants to have that feeling when he steps on the mat he doesn't know 100% that he's going to win because he's so used to going out there and fighting the same guys fighting guys that he's just way better than and that he goes out there and he just knows he's going to win so he's chasing that feeling of un, unsure like am I going to win am I going to lose like that anxiety of it he's actually chasing that feeling which just like really blew my mind well, well mikey's like a, he's a scientist right like he, he's looking for a problem to solve and yeah, when he doesn't yeah. feel like he has a problem to solve he gets bored mm-hmm. right so clearly it with how obsessive he is as a person like sticking him in nogi and getting him kind of addicted to nogi he's got a lot of new problems to solve right yeah it's true you, you can't play this game or that game or that style or this style no more so, 50 50 right the, there's new things that you have to learn new things you have to figure out and in his case most likely new things he has to invent mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. Absolutely. yeah and yeah. lucas pinero is, is a great test he, he's a guy you know uh, top heavy he trains with the, you know one of the best teams in the world of course Atos is going to have him ready f- for this match so I think it's a it's a perfect match for, for, for Mikey. Perfect test for him. Before we get to breaking down the match, you guys got to be ready for this stuff that's coming. When reading them make the road to who's number one and they got the Mikey stuff, we got some crazy stuff with Mikey. This guy is a lunatic with the way he eats. 
Seven thousand each one time a day. Seven thousand calories, just pizza and pasta. No meat on the on the pizza, just bread and cheese. That's all this guy eats, <laughs> and he stays ripped. And then we went out to the desert and did some stuff. I just, all I gotta say, there was multiple times I was scared that Mikey was gonna die when I was in the desert with him. There was some crazy <laughs> stuff coming. But this matchup, uh, how do you guys think it plays out? I think, I mean, we saw Mikey against Marcelo. He just sat instantly, right? You don't need grips here. I think Mikey sits and and, and Lucas is passing. Lucas, interestingly, has passed Mikey's guard before. I think when they were brown belts, right in the gi. But I think we're going to see Lucas trying to. Uh, was it black belt? I think I think it might have been black belt. Um, I know they fought a brown belt. No, at black belt they they fought once. It was four to zero. I okay, think, so. yeah. yeah. But Lucas has passed his guard in the gi. But I mean, Lucas likes to pressure pass. When yeah, you're watching him at Etos. I mean, that's what's going to be right. Mikey's going to sit. Lucas going to try and pressure. Which pass. is exactly what, what Lucas wants, right? right? I think Lucas wants to try to pass the guard, and he, he's he's familiar with with, with Mikey and right. enough, so I, he knows what he's kind of walking into. I think, and I think that's exactly what he's going to try to do. Yeah. And, and even if if Mikey doesn't sit for whatever reason, I th- I think like I said before, Lucas has better takedowns. Mm. I think Lucas is actually one of the tougher no-gi matchups for Mikey because I think a lot of these guys who are going to try and play leg locks and stuff with him are just going to get bolo, dude. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Lucas is going to be, you know, he's going to be a little bit tougher to get that game going. Lucas on. is big. Lucas yeah. is big, too. He's big big for that weight class. I feel like he's long. Um, you know, he's always had a little bit trouble cutting down to that rooster weight uh, weight class because I think he is a little bit more of a light feather. Um, so he's going to be bigger. He's going to be the bigger guy. Um, yeah, and he's going to be trying to put the pressure on Mikey, you know, so we'll see how he deals with that. I think one of the big innovations coming in Nogi, we saw a lot of, I mean, it's nothing new. I mean, Felipe Pena, kind and these guys have been doing it for a while, but we saw the Rutolos last week because people just find a new way to roll the bolos and, mm-hmm, to, to, mm-hmm. and to get the back. Like, are leg locks over? Are leg locks, is the trend of leg locks over? It's yeah, definitely know. become a, a, a lot more of a risk to play leg locks unless you're sure you have control, right? Because as as we saw with with uh, with Ty and William Tackett, right? Uh, Ty was inviting the leg lock. Mm-hmm. Please put me in fifty fifty so yeah. I can go to outside yeah. Ashi and bully you. Which is it's interesting what the the approach to it has been from a lot of the top teams. They, they, it seems like they didn't try to get as good at the leg locks as the DDS. Everybody's just been obsessed with learning how to counter it and mm-hmm. how to defend it, right? Like, you don't see these guys trying to do leg entries and, and heel hook people too often, right? But that's, that's so much more interesting for us as a fan, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. want to see you run out of a leg lock. Yeah, I want to yeah, see, I wanna yeah, see yeah. what your next thing is. Yeah, because yeah, if, if both guys are going for the leg lock, it can be like old school gi, uh, double guard, right. uh, agonizing to watch. Connor, what's going on on YouTube? And you got any, any input on this match that we've been talking about? Yeah, uh, a lot of the, the fans are excited to see Mikey, and they're confident that he will bolo him into a victory. Uh, I'm excited for it, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But I think uh, I think people are also thinking Gordon is going for rear naked choke for this next one. Mm. I think that's mm. his next call out, and they're saying because he's bigger, etc. So, we ever do Mikey versus Gordon with that that being? I think we have to now that you mention it. Yeah. Ask in the in the chat. They'd be interested we in that are, one. We were going <laughs> to do, we do Mikey versus Herbert at one point before COVID, so anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, true, uh, true. All right, let's move it out. I often think of a world where we did uh, Mikey versus Herberth, actually, yeah. and what that world would, I mean, would look like. Uh, it would be a new jiu-jitsu world, I think. <laughs> Mikey might not be alive anymore. That match. Who knows what would have happened. Herberth could yeah. be in prison. A lot of stuff could have went down. We're cracking open a little Taurine Alcarnitine because we're, we're moving along the card. Uh, this match is... All, I, these guys have never fought, right? Yeah, I don't think so. It's crazy they never fought. These guys are both veterans. They got a great style to go against each other. Big response. Fans are excited about yeah. this one. Yeah, I mean, it's just, this is just one that looking at it, it's like uh, I got to start drinking Coke like Reed. They got these sugar-free monsters out there. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, question of my life decisions here. But <laughs> these guys, it's like Wagner Hosha versus Josh Hinger. Uh, both ADCC medalists. Josh took uh, bronze his only time. Hinger... Uh, Wagner has taken uh, silver and bronze, but they both love to be on their feet. They're both scrappy. I mean, these guys don't shy away from a, a dirty match, right? Yeah, they they both got to the ADCC podium in I think all three occasions, right? By basically the same method, right? Just beating people up and making them quit and climbing their way up yeah. to the up to the podium. Well, Wagner pisses people off. He gets in their head every time. Mm, right. mm. I think Josh is going to sort of welcome that. Josh is going to like that kind of match, right? Mm. I feel like Josh is just, you know, he's exciting. That, that's a, my favorite part about Josh. His, what is he, a four-time uh, mas- uh, Masters World? I mean, no, uh, Nogi World Champion? Nogi World Champion. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, four-time Nogi World Champion. Um, and I feel like watching him win those four tournaments, like like he kills guys in those, in those Nogi World Championships. Um I remember, you know, obviously him submitting there, uh, Marcus Tinoco, and um, I mean, he's got a, a huge wins, and a, a lot of them, uh, of course, with the hanger team, very exciting style. Um, you know, Wagner's not gonna not gonna play easy either. He's not gonna pull. I think they'll have a wrestling battle, so that'll be interesting. And I, what I love about Josh too is he shoots, like he he, he shoots actually too. So he's got good wrestling. Um, so this this should be a fun one for sure. I mean, I feel like Josh is gonna have to shoot here, right? Because it's like 
I I wouldn't try. I wouldn't go under Josh if I, if I'm going against him with that hanger team. Yeah, yeah. And I I really think for both of these guys, it, we're going to see some classic, almost like an ADCC match, right? Neither of these guys want to be on their back. Mm-hmm. We we rarely see Wagner on his back. Um, nobody wants to be under Wagner, of course. Especially you know Josh's passing game is arguably better than his guard game. Um, so we're going going to see a war to get to the top position because neither person wants to be playing guard. And this is Wagner kind of trying to cross off those names at, at 88 kilograms. Like, right? There's a bunch of good big names at 88 that Wagner is just trying to, to cross off. Of course, Wagner won most of his medals at 77 kilograms. You know, he's getting a little older, putting on some putting on some weight, bulking up a little bit. Looks like he's going after that 88 kilogram um, spot yeah. this time around. And he's going after guys like Mateus Denise, guys like like uh, Josh Hanger. Of course, he fought um, Shanji Hibero. He fought William Tackett. Um, so he's looking for these big names. And, uh, you know, a bronze medalist at ADCC is is the perfect test for him. Do we think this is his kind of proof of concept to see if he can hang in the 88-kilogram uh, division at uh, ADCC? For sure. I bet. Hey, man, uh, Wagner is a gamer. Vag- one thing we all love about Wagner is that dude is ready to throw down. Dude wants to throw down. Dude wants the biggest and best names. So, no doubt, I think if he gets through hanger, he's going to be calling out Mateus Denise. I mean, he already beat Blank. Mm-hmm. And who's number one who took fourth at ADCC right? had a great run. I think he's got no choice, but I think he's gotten big. Like we said, he was like 201 or 202 for the Gordon match. I don't know if we're going to see Wagner cut all the way back down there, but he, he's looking great at this at this uh, weight class. I wouldn't be surprised if even though typically people think of Wagner as smaller than Josh, if Wagner shows up heavier on, on the day of competition here. True, true. He might even be taller. He might even, yeah, he might be thicker. So, like, Wagner's looking big these days. How do you guys think uh, Wagner's wrestling style plays into the hanger team. Do you think he's more or less susceptible than most other opponents? I think Josh is going to have to snap him down to get to it. I don't I don't see I don't see Wagner, yeah. I don't see Wagner going under him. Mm-hmm. Wagner's got great defensive wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's a hard guy to take down, right? Um, so I think that that'll be Wagner's play. Um and and just just kind of trying to capitalize capitalize off of one of Josh's bad shots maybe or something like that, um, but I, but, I, but like I said I like I like that Josh is is a dude who actually does he, he goes out and shoots tries to take people down from from you know ten seconds into the match. Right. Wagner may have to shoot in this though I, if if he wants to establish a top position I, I don't think uh, uh, I don't think that Josh is going to pull guard and typically the way that Wagner wrestles. He, you know, he has some of those kind of long shots that go from one corner of the mat to the other. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he typically tries to counter wrestle and defensively wrestle and coerce you to pull guard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't think that's going to happen just here. Just stay on your head, right. you know, just kind of like being mean, yeah. pop it, popping at the shoulders, yeah. pushing people around. Like you he's know, a very physical wrestler. Everybody always says the same thing. They say messing with your fingers, he's hitting you in the chest, he's talking to you the whole time. And he, he gets in these people's head. That's what, that's what JT Josh's teammate has always been so good at, against Wagner because he doesn't let it get in his head. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be the opposite with Josh, where it not not that it doesn't let it get in his head, but in a different way where JT just sort of ignores it. I think Josh is going to love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's going to back. Yeah, he, but, Wagner's good at, at all of it too. Like he'll like not only be be mean and rough and stuff, but he'll joke with you during the match. He'll smile. Oh, yeah. He'll he'll talk about something that's going on on, on the sidelines. Like he's trying. <laughs> Everything to get you unfocused on the match. I, I first started realizing that. I mean, you know, there he talks out there, but when we started doing these events with no fans after mm-hmm. COVID, there's the, you can hear a pin drop in there, and you can just hear what Wagner's <laughs> saying. He's just he's just joking. I mean, it's got to be getting in a guy's heads when not only they get frustrated, you know, they're 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 all because like, you're trying to be focused yeah, on the they're, match. They're trying like, to be focused. They're getting frustrated by the stuff he's doing, and then he's laughing and joking the entire time, and, and sort of trolling him mm-hmm. out there. It's got to really mess with people. Yeah, so I think he's 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 an expert at it. You know, he, he'll see if if maybe he'll rack it up and maybe you know play the bad guy if that doesn't work okay maybe he'll play the funny guy or you know like he, he's, he's down for for anything <laughs> who, who, i think it was jt said on a uh wno podcast like a year ago he's like uh we were like what, what was what was Wagner saying to you right here at uh, adcc he kept telling me you're too, you're too slow you're too slow he just, <laughs> just kept telling him that the time so Wagner loves getting to people's head uh gotta love it i mean he's so relaxed when he goes out to compete too it's like he's the one of the only guys like in our job in media you know a lot of people like you can't even talk with them when they're warming up mm-hmm. wagner will be sitting there joking around with you when he's <laughs> right, right about to step on the mat he, he just loves it. he's super relaxed going out yeah and he competes every weekend this is a dude wagner like truly truly loves the competition a lot of people say they do wagner truly truly does all right so moving down the card i believe next in the lineup is a match that was added late. This is an interesting uh, one here. Nikki Ryan versus Gabriel Almeida from Checkmat. This one was not even planned to be on the card, 
But I think Nicky, I mean, his last match with PJ was sort of uneventful. Every, Nicky feels he's better than that, feels he could have put on a better performance, and he just hit us up. He's like, can I get back on ASAP? We're like, yeah, all day you can get back on. So <laughs> now we got Nicky Ryan versus Gabriel Almeida, who's another guy who competes a lot. We always know we know he's always ready to compete. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. I saw I saw Gabriel out there in Long Beach. He, his nogi game was looking great. It's looking really exciting, a lot of submission attacks. But I think we're going to see a super focused and a super aggressive Nicky Ryan of just the fact that he wanted to get back on ASAP. I think he's got something to prove. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all for it. And I think Nicky, every time he comes on to who's number one, he's just getting hungrier, right? If we, we look at his, his last three matches, right, he had that tie match where he did not perform, I think, the way that any of us expected him to. Um, so he came back out and he had that match with Tony Ramos. He won, but wasn't impressive because he was expected to win, right? And then he had his match with PJ, and he maybe wanted to change the game plan. And again, he won. He was was uh, was expressly not happy with the way he performed. So I think that all of these, you know, the first loss and then the win and then the the next win, which haven't been, haven't delivered, I think what all of us have have expected from him is just making him hungrier and. That that's great for everybody. I mean, the 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 hungrier Nicky gets, I think, the more he's gonna he's going to be willing to put it on the line and, and show us what what he's got. How much bigger is Gabriel Almeida than than Nicky Ryan? Probably not too much, man. Uh, yeah, so he's got what Nicky weighed in for the last one. One eighty four point th- point something. Wait, I think they actually had to meet at one seventy five. But I mean, I bet I bet Nicky will be around one eighty, low one eighties. I don't know how big Gabriel is, but he might have to cut a little. What what is what does Gabriel usually compete at in IBJJF? He did 88 at ADCC. So. I mean, if anything, I yeah, think there's less than... medium heavy, probably, 188. Anything, anything is probably less than 10 pounds that Gabriel's heavier, I'd imagine, but I mean... Yeah, because Nicky did cut a little weight that, to get down to that 175. Yeah, I mean, they, he might be he might be a little heavier. I don't know if he's going to be stronger than Nicky. I mean, these, these DDS guys love to lift their weights, but mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. this is... Uh, Connor, what are people saying about this one? This is a really interesting match. Hard call. Uh, a lot of people are... Uh, I don't think they're sure, but I, people want Nicky Ryan back regardless. They're talking about running it back with PJ. They're talking about getting an Andrew Wiltsey match in there. Uh, but I think they need to pay attention to Gabriel Almeida. He has to make it through a really tough competitor, probably one of the tougher that he's been through on the Who's Number One stage. And if, a, if, he, if the Nicky that faced Tyru Atolo shows up, he could have some serious problems with this one. You know, if a, if a ADCC trials, like, hungry Nikki shows up, uh, it could be a different match. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both these guys, ADCC trials winners. Uh, Gabriel Almeida yeah. went down in, a, in one he of the... He won a tough bracket. Yeah, a super tough bracket. He hooked I heard it was yeah. like, I heard he was fighting in the finals. I mean, we don't have a video, of, unfortunately, of that tournament. But I heard he was, like, um, fighting, like, 2 o'clock. And the, they're fighting finals at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. It's just a crazy tournament down there, the, the Brazilian. ADCC trials. Um, so the guys who come out on top of that tournament, I feel like, are pretty special. And uh, Gabriel, not expected, I feel like, to come out of that term- tournament on top, but he did. Uh, didn't have didn't have the showing I'm sure he was looking for at ADCC, but he's a very young guy. Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure here on Nicky Ryan to perform. You know, he's kind of had a couple. Um, lackluster performances, and of course, nobody's more uh, mad about about that than Nicky Ryan himself. You know, so I think there's a lot of pressure on him. I feel like um, you know he's been trying to evolve his game. He's been trying to change change a little bit up, trying to change his style. I feel like we might see him go back and and go for a leg lock real real quick here and, and try to end this one very quick because that's that's of course the the, the better feeling, right? So. Some, something about you saying changing his style that I think sort of plays in his favor here. As we saw him in his last match, he was really trying to wrestle up from guard, right? I think that's, it was a lot tougher against PJ Barts than it is going to be against P- Gabriel. PJ Almeida. might be one of the best wrestlers in Jiu Jitsu. Right. He, he really might be. You know, so. I think if he gets up on those single legs like he did against PJ, he's putting Gabriel on the mat and he's mm-hmm. going to be on top. Because Gabriel does play guard as well. He's got a great guard uh, as well. He's kind of you know ambidextrous like that. Um, so I don't think he'll be he'll mind playing guard against Nicky Ryan, especially if he is a little bit bigger than Nicky. Um, so I don't know. A lot of question marks on on this one. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of pressure on on Nicky to perform here. Um, so we'll see if he can rise to the occasion you know he's he's an exciting grappler of course just like his brother uh th- this is a this is a big match for him i think uh, i don't know that if nicky goes for a leg lock he he delivers the answers that he's trying to deliver and, and i don't know maybe i'm i'm wrong here but it seems to me like nicky has proven to himself i can leg lock anybody anybody i roll with so i want to do something differently so i i feel like if he if he heel hooks Gabriel Almeida. Now, Gabriel Almeida is not Tony Ramos, but I think he doesn't get anything more than he got from beating Tony Ramos. I just think when you when I look at him in his post match interview, 
he, he looked disappointed, you know, and I, I would have to imagine. And he won the match. He won the match, you know. That's what um, we want, right? We want guys who don't want to win like that. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And he looked disappointed in, in his post-match, talking to him afterwards. He looked disappointed. This is a guy who, 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 just like his brother, considers it a loss if he doesn't get the submission. So I think he's just refocuses a little bit and, and uh, says, hey, whether it's a leg lock, whether it's a Kimura, whether it's a triangle, um, I just need to get the submission here. Yeah, I mean, I, I want more submissions personally. I'm the guy backstage in these things. When I see these matches that are going on a wire and nothing happened, I'm just like, oh, shit, something, something happened because I'm going to have an angry coach saying they're, they're – they're Athlete got screwed if something doesn't happen. No yeah, more close puts, decisions, please. Puts us in a tough position. Puts everybody in a tough position, obviously, right? You know, we were trying to find who the best is. So, All right, Nikki Ryan versus Gabriel Almeida. Uh, moving down the card, next up, I believe, would be Jessica versus Patty Fontes. This is an interesting one. They fought before, I think, at an EBI or something. Jessica was a blue belt or purple belt. It was like a teenager. Patty was already, I think, a Nogi world champion at black belt. Now they're going to run it back. There's there's a little bit of story here. I mean, this women's 115 division is crazy. they got a lot of good girls in there. Maisa Batos, great gun drum, Jessica Crane. we got a lot of girls we've been using on there. And uh, this is one that uh, Patty got pissed off about the rankings, remember? She got pissed off when I moved Jess above her in the rankings. I think Patty's coming out with something to prove in this match. Mm, yeah, mm. this is her opportunity for sure to say, like, wait, you put Jess, Jess at three and uh, Patty's now down at four. Yeah, who on, did, who did that? Come through me first. Who's responsible for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, great one. I love this 115-pound weight class. Um, we've been featuring a lot of these girls, and um, it's just filled with talent, filled with young talent. Uh, Jess is very young. You know, we just had Grace out there, who, who's um, who's a sub 20. Um, you know, a lot of lot of great, great talent in this 115-pound weight class. I think that's why maybe the, the rankings are fluctuating so much there is because there's just a lot of talent in this weight class at the moment. It really feels like it's really uh, progressing forward. Um, so, and, and Patty's been kind of at the top of this weight class for, for at least a, a few years now. And uh, so now she's kind of um, seeing this new generation, this next generation of grappler like Jessica Khan. And, uh, you know, she's eager to, to kind of beat back that, that next generation. We'll, we'll see if she can. I talked with Cal- uh, Patty when I was in Cali, and she was talking about how she has not had the best performance, like especially I think she's probably thinking of like summer matches with Maisa, a match with Grace. Grace. And she said that she was recovering from injuries and stuff, and she feels like now she's at 100%. She thinks, says, now you're going to see a different Patty than you saw in those matches. I think she's excited for this one with Jess. I, I, I really hope so, because the way I look at this division, right, there's like, it's kind of three or four tiers, right? There's Maisa, who's on a tier all her own. She is the, the number one for sure. There's a very close second, right, which is uh, maybe Patty, Jessa, and Grace. Grace. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, the, the five or six other girls down there who could very easily sneak up into the, into the top four. Um, so I want to see somebody who's, who's a contender in that top four who can – who can uh, who can face Maisa and and hang with her and potentially beat her? Yeah, Maisa needs some challenges yeah. for sure. I mean, we got to run. Uh, it's not going to happen for a minute because of scheduling conflicts. But we got to run Jessa versus Grace one day too. Is like that, that was a match with a lot of heat behind it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Connor, what are they saying? Are they behaving themselves? They're behaving themselves now. They had to get themselves in check. You put some people on timeout today? <laughs> I have not. They handled themselves, luckily. We got, uh, oh, Steve is uh, really petitioning for that moderator, and he's keeping everyone in check for me. But <laughs> he's also telling me, bet the house on Jessa, which I like. Uh, and to be fair, Patty, you guys have talked about her most recent uh, losses. You know, three out of the six have been uh, Maisa Bastos, as you said, and, and anyone willing to take on the number one in the world over and over and still come back to fight. Uh, to me, that just shows she's uh, ready for a ready for a war coming up, and that's exciting to see. I mean, Maisa beat up on her, but I mean, to be fair, Maisa stomps everybody in this division besides Grace Gundrum so far in her last match. Like Maisa, every time you see her compete, she's putting up twenty something points. Yeah, she's, she's, she's scored twenty one points on Jessica. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, I think you know Jessica is is, is for sure the favorite here. She she's the young up and comer. She's been proven a, a lot. She had a great win on who's number one stage against Danielle Kelly. You know, so Jessica has all the tools to, to be the favorite and, and to win here. Um, you know, but like I said, there, there's people who like Patty who've, who've been in the game and, and have something to say about these these next generation up and comers. So it's a perfect kind of you know uh, um, battle of generations uh, a little bit here, and, and we'll see see who's got. 
We got a showdown coming in at this weight class to, to determine who's going to come out on top and be dominant here. Maisa is the, the clear number one right now, but we got a few girls gunning for that top spot, and I think you know things are going to sort themselves out over the rest of the year. We're going to have uh, just a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. 115 pounds. Yeah, I really do love this weight class. It might be like the fastest growing, most exciting weight class in, in jiu-jitsu right now, just because of of the the new names that we can kind of keep seeing. Jesse Crane is another name we, we haven't mentioned, but she looked fantastic on that the girl last girl who fought Grace last time looked great. Yeah. Alex Nguyen there, she looked great. So, um, yeah, there's just so many names. I feel like there's there's even more and more names that that we don't even know about yet yeah. who, are, who are making their uh, you know making their I'll, way in I'll this. Drop division. a little hand. Somebody in my Las Vegas trip told me that they can make 115 pounds. So I think we're gonna see a new name added to the to the mix out there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, By the way, guys, a, a ton of uh, a ton of the girls in this division are gonna be uh, up in Nogi Pans, or they're at least registered. So we could see you know a lot of the shake up there too, and and maybe some some potential matches and. Give us some insight on who yeah, else to look at I here. Think Patty, Jessa, and Maisa are in the same weight, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And, right. and Alex. Alex as well. Alex She's in the same weight yeah. class? Oh, this is going to be a fun one. I'll be excited to see Alex because she looked really impressive against Grace. Right. See how she does against these girls. Uh, last match of the main card, Jonathan Alves from Art of Jiu-Jitsu versus Oliver Taza from the DDS. This will be uh, Jonathan's first match on who's number one. I don't know if I've even seen him compete no gi before. Mm. Taza, his last match on who's number one, uh, he won a uh, sort of controversial, I don't want to say controversial, close de- close decision, probably a split decision against Johnny Tama. But uh, he's sort of been slipping since then. He's been losing on some other cards and stuff. So this is a matchup. I mean, Taza sort of needs to win this one. And Alves is sort of a question mark, right? Because we've seen so much of him in the gi. I don't know what to think of him in the no gi. What are you guys thinking about this one? Was that Hibamar match? Was that no gi, or was that in the gi? That was a gi. I that think. was in the gi. Yeah, yeah. He's a black belt. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. I, I think he's a purple uh, purple belt no gi world champ though. All right. Okay. But so it's, yeah, it's, it's been been a little. I think uh, I think that was the last time he competed in no gi. purple belt no gi worlds. AOJ prospect yeah. in Jonathan Alves. You know, I've been high on on Jonathan for a long, long time. First met Jonathan uh, as a blue belt. Um, I've been to you know every world championships he's been, and he's basically just like chewed up every every color belt he's ever fought, except for Sam the guy. Um, so I've been high on on Jonathan Alves for a long time. Uh, he, he, traditionally known as a gi player, he is stepping out of his comfort zone and stepping out of his comfort zone in, in, into a, a you know against somebody who's who's really uh, well versed in these things that that Jonathan just doesn't have a lot of experience like with leg locks and things like that you know Taza is an expert he comes from from the DDS team uh, so this is definitely kind of clash of styles. Jonathan more traditional, more gi based. He comes from AOJ, which is of course one of the best schools in the world as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Can Taza kind of get to these leg entanglements? Has Jonathan had the time to study these leg entanglements to to, to know where where he is in these positions? Um, you know, this one's an interesting one for sure. But uh, yeah, you got. I like I like Jonathan Alves here for sure. But uh, Taza can can pull some upsets. We we know what the storyline is going to be like with the fans. Everybody going. This. Oh, AOJ, they're IBJJF, they don't do sub only, this and that. I wonder how long people are going to keep making this mistake for. <laughs> Guy Mendez is very deliberate with his plan. He's not sending Jonathan Alves out there if he just yeah. doesn't know what the hell he's doing in no Guy. He's I just th- never done a heel, <laughs> heel hook before. Yeah. That's not the case. No, yeah. These guys are, are well-versed. They're they're prepared. If nothing else, uh, these guys are well-prepared. I mean, Jess, Jessa and Cole looked phenomenal yeah, when they absolutely. appeared on Who's Number One. And, and, you know, one thing that, that strikes me about this match particularly is the, the one thing we can say about any AOJ competitor, right, is like they don't stall, they don't run away, they attack and they move forward as, as slowly and incrementally as possible so that, so that they can get where they want to go, but they're not running away, and that's always the the problem that Taza faces, is people know he's trying to leg lock them, so they stay far and away and try and jump from the outside and, and, and pass and kind of flash on things. Taza's not going to face that problem here, right? He's not going to face people who are not trying to engage with him or uh, a, a Jonathan who's not trying to engage with him, but he is going to deal with some pressure that I, I don't think he's normally seen. Yeah, you know, Johnny Tama passed um, passed Taz's guard at the last who's number one, and I think that if Alves is able to get to that same position, it's going to be a, a quite a different story. I think uh, Alves is a dangerous guy if he gets past your guard. So I mean, AOJ, dude, they, they put on some beautiful jiu-jitsu. They I mean, really when do, they, when really. They, they, They're a team 
uh, when people are like, oh, these guys are IBJJ. And they're like, no, IBJJ is really focused on getting a sub. Like, if Alves gets to side control, he's going to be trying to get the sub. He's going to be trying to, I mean, we're talking earlier about, about people rolling for bolos out of leg locks. You know that they're going to be ready for that. This is an interesting one, but, I mean, Oliver Ties is dangerous, man. AOJ isn't interested in, in, in winning. AOJ is interested in being far and away the most dominant team in jiu-jitsu. That's what they're trying to, to get to. They're not trying to squeak by wins or anything like that. No, they want guys like Cole, like Tynan, like Jonathan to, to kill everybody. Like, they're not happy with just squeaking out wins or anything like that. No, Guy, uh, those guys are focused on submissions. Those guys are focused on, on big, big wins, just like, uh, you know, DDS and everybody. So I, I, I love this team. Really excited that they're, that they're back on it. This one's a big-time question mark for me. I don't know what the hell to expect, and I love it. Connor, what's going on, on on YouTube? What are people thinking about this match? We got some votes for Oliver Taza, which is really interesting. He's come in as a leg lock specialist, and we, I mean, sadly, we haven't been able to see him finish uh, finish a, a high-level opponent with a leg lock yet. But uh, he's, we all- he's another guy, I feel like, who's, who's like, in the process of changing his, his style or in the process of proving he's not just a leg locker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also have a few questions. Uh, one for Michael Sears. Everyone's been wondering about the shades, man. They're calling you Michael Hollywood in the comments section, which I'm a you know I'm a little bit of a fan of. The bad guy. The bad I guy right it, there. Yeah. Look at him. This is my new look. I just wear shades inside now. I figured I'm cool enough to do this now, so I'm just going with I don't know. I just make up shit as I go along, but uh, <laughs> I told him I told him that you'd win Hollywood since Daisy Fresh, man. If the fame's gotten to you. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I have. Exactly. That's, that's been my goal since I got here is to, to, to be Hollywood. I want, I want to be talented enough. That I can just be completely unreasonable, maybe get addicted to drugs, and people are just like, yeah, that's just how Mike is, but just put up with it. <laughs> but, uh, con- con- you got to bleach your hair yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what other uh, questions we got going on there? Uh, well, we had one about Corey's beard. We're, we're going to leave that to the side. I think I think there's not too many questions around the, the Taza Janata uh, um, match, except for the fact of, like, can Taza lock it up? That's the big question mark over over most of his matches. Let's answer the Corey Beer question. Yeah, Corey, no. Corey, what happened? Did HR so make you shave your beard? So, so Reed and I had a side bet after mm-hmm. uh, before. Uh, yeah, we did. Before we <laughs> 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 it was actually a, a hazing incident. Corey's the first guy on the team. <laughs> no, I, I made all the wrong picks and Reed made all the right picks. So uh, I had a shave. Thank my you for beard. Up he to did that. not have to cut his hair. <laughs> What's gonna happen next time Reed makes bad picks? Though, are we gonna are we gonna get something what interesting? Do you mean next time. <laughs> well, all right, come on, buddy. <laughs> We all got to make the bad picks sometimes, but are, are we going to get something cool with your hair for it? What do you mean something? My hair's always <laughs> looking cool. Every single time Reed, I do this podcast, my hair's looking cool. Reed does have the coolest hair. <laughs> I can't even grow hair anymore. So, uh, Connor, what was the, the, the third question that you said? Is this a, a real question about jujitsu? Oh. Uh, we can answer more bullshit questions. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think most of the bullshit questions were the shades and doors questions. They've been, they've been going back and forth and... Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think everyone's interested in the matches. But, uh, is, is Taza signed up for um, Nogi Pans this week? He's in there, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, a bunch of us. Gonna, basically, me, Corey, and Connor will be out there at Nogi Pans this weekend. So, all our ass. We'll also be scouting some talent to see who, who we want to put on who's number one in the future. So I, uh, you I'm going to be in the rafters with some binoculars, you know, like an old <laughs> baseball scout. Uh, <laughs> the uh, All right, so we already did 45 minutes. Let's do a quick run-through of the uh, prelims. Andrew Tackett versus Mika Gavao. This match is crazy. I mean, I think they're both like 17 years old. Maybe Andrew just turned 18. This is the future. They're the same size. I mean, this is, this one's going to be crazy. What are you guys thinking going into this match? Yeah, both these both these guys are electric grapplers. Both these guys on the come up for sure. Um, I like this one's so confusing to me. A part of me thinks like. Micah Galvao is just going to go out there and blow the doors off of Andrew Tackett, but then the other part of me feels like Andrew Tackett is just going to go out there and blow the doors off of Micah <laughs> Galvao. So like it's just it's hard to reconcile the two. I don't know. Both the guys are so good. It's hard to imagine um, either of them beating each other. But of course it'll have this, to happen. This reminds me of I was talking about somebody with this about Dante versus Roberto, and it was like. Those guys are both like the way that they fight and like their pace and the way they live, they live off scrambles. I was like, man, that match you could do it a hundred times and it would be, it would turn out different every mm-hmm, time because mm-hmm. it's just like who who gets that little inch in a scramble or whatever. And I feel like this is going to be that match. It's just like they're just going to go out there, go after each other, and whoever capitalizes first is probably going to just you know just beat the beat the other person up for the rest of the match. Yeah, and you know you talk about like unstoppable force meets immovable object. This is two unstoppable forces. Yeah. Right? It's just it's just two two trains coming in head on collision. And I think exactly like you said, we could see this match a hundred different times with a hundred different outcomes. Um, but I, I do think that if this match goes after ten minutes, Tackett's cardio comes into play. 
um, before 10 minutes, I think, uh, I think Mika might just be a little too precise. Would you Would you guys say that is Andrew like the more seasoned Nogi competitor? Absolutely, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mika, all I really he's going to fight Nogi pants this week, but all I really know about him is that Copodio match. Day. I'm sure he's done some other stuff in Brazil, but but mostly a dominant force in the gi, right? Yeah, for you guys that don't know about Andrew, I feel like Andrew's sort of like. Like the meaner tech brother, like, like a little bit, a <laughs> little bit rougher around the edge, a little bit more aggressive. They're they're all nice guys. They call yeah. me Mr. Michael and stuff. The most polite people I've ever met in my life. Okay, but guys. I mean, when Andrew goes out there and competes, man, he's he, he gets a little rough. He may it. have a little bit about a little bit of that middle brother thing going yeah. on. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I know about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love I loved uh, in Andrew's last match, you know, uh, where he like you know basically had Sean's uh, back for a good portion of it, you know. But he, but at the end, you know, he he he. It was calling Sean up to, yeah, to stand yeah, back up. You know, he was calling him over. He, like he was like, "Come on, like, like, what a badass!" Uh, and then took the, him down immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> immediately capitalized. Yeah, on yeah it. Marco's a good wrestler. Too. I mean, Mika Gavau's coming in with with about as much hype as anybody I've ever seen. You know, but he's he's been out of the country for a minute. He just got back in, and it's gonna be like, this is a tough test for him. I mean, whoever comes out of this 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 match, I mean. Mika Gavau's already a big name. Everybody's excited that Andrew Tech is a huge star if he comes out against the mm, W in this match. Yeah, yeah. So it would be a big win for him. Yeah, obviously we've all been uh, we've been hearing about Mike McHale there for for a long time, and and anybody who's ever trained with him or or coached him or anything like that, you know, gushes about how good this guy is. You know, um, so finally we're gonna get him get to see him on a big stage against a big opponent like Andrew Tackett. Uh, time to shine. Time to shine. Time to see who, who's got this one, man. Yeah, I love seeing it because we we don't we don't get to see much of Mika anyway. Uh, the only times we see him, it's like we'll see one highlight clip coming out of some tournament down there, and, and it's like buzz on. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't you don't ever uh, you don't see anything until you see something absolutely wild, and it really makes you ask, like, all right, how well will he do when he hops back in the the U.S. circuit, back in this who's number one competition scene? I mean, he was on the first one, so don't forget that. Uh, yeah, tap tap Mateus Rodriguez in the in the key. Uh, this is, this is this is something, too, that's interesting looking forward, looking past this match. Other guys around this way, there's two other guys, young guys around the same age as these guys. Ty Rotol and Nicky Ryan will be will be a fun matchup for whoever wow. comes out of this one. Wow. Uh, the future at, of grappling is so bright. Yeah. So, so bright. 18, 17, 18, 19-year-old, super talented. It's only, only going to get crazier. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're already 50 minutes in. Let's just skim over to the last two. I mean, Cole Abate versus Bird. You guys know what to expect. It's AOJ. Cole's a super prodigy. Going against Andrew Wilchie's little brother from Daisy Fresh. That's going to be a great match. Tenth Planet versus DDS in the last one. Anybody got anything to say before we get out of here? Glad to see Damien uh, get get a match out there. Damien's cool, cool yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Going against Louise from Tenth uh, Planet in Los Angeles. Who I know Eddie Bravo was really big on. Great rivalry, Tenth Planet versus DDS. You know, he had get... that uh, that gnarly shoulder shoulder lock too at, uh, at Emerald City. He's got mm. great wrestling. He, he's actually got a bunch of uh, matches on Flow Wrestling. I actually traveled to Kazakhstan with Luis that one time. Oh, wow. I did the UWW Grappling Worlds one time, and he was on Team USA. Uh, shout out to O Steve, we love you, our new moderator for the show. Uh, Connor, uh, anything going on back there with you before we get out of there? We did have one question. I think you guys may be able to help out with. Okay. Are we doing Flow Zone this weekend for Nogi Pants? No, I think, I think it's so. just. Oh, actually, yeah, There's probably. going to be some yeah. sort of commentary going on. Tuna Nogi Pants, a lot of these athletes are going to be in there. Everybody say a prayer for Connor. He's going to take a bus 18 hours to get an ID <laughs> in Nashville. We're all going to be out in Dallas this weekend. Uh, who's number one? The, the tickets are going to sell out for this event. A bunch of them already sold out. So if you guys don't know, we have a, uh, a ticket link probably in our Instagram bio, right, Kyle? Or right, right Connor? There you go. Yes, we do. We do. Kyle's can, a producer. Uh, you, you can grab tickets at the link in our bio on our Instagram. You can pretty much get everything there. So stay tuned, guys. ton of big announcements coming, guys. Make sure you tune in next week. We'll do our pick. Maybe betting lines will be out. We'll talk about that. Uh, all right. Hollywood Mike signing out. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>